Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. The whole world talks about meditation and different sorts of meditation. Today we'll talk a little bit about meditation in uh, the Sufi mode. Uh, the word dhikr or zikr, which means remembrance, is at the essence of Sufi meditation. Uh, there are many different forms to it, but it almost entirely has to do with the repetition of the names that are associated with uh, Allah, with God. And these are the names from the Asmal Husna, uh, the compilation of the names of God. So a simple uh, zikr could be the repetition of um, ya Shakur. Shakur means gratitude. Or Rahman or Rahim, mercy or compassion. The point being that the repetition of this word is supposed to engender inside of you the meaning of that word. So when we do the repetition of God's names, it's not like we're just saying a word over and over and over. We're saying a word with a specific meaning over and over and over. And if we're not conscious of this meaning, then the meditation is lost. So if we're saying, Ya Rahman, the merciful one, uh, Ya Rahim, the compassionate one, if we say these words, we have to simultaneously attempt to bring about that emotion that understanding, that quality within ourselves. So the meditation is twofold. One, it's this constant repetition, but two, it's also an active intention within us to bring about the meaning of that word within ourselves. So we need to work at bringing about the emotional reaction to mercy or the emotional reaction to compassion or the emotional reaction to love, the higher emotional states which take us into higher levels of consciousness. So if we are actually doing a zikr meditation, it has to involve becoming that which we recite. And if we don't become that which we recite, then in a a very real way, uh, we're not accomplishing very much. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So the intention of Zikr is to bring about within our being the qualities that we're reciting. So we need to be able to picture the qualities that we're reciting. We need to be able to picture the 
emotion that we're trying to engender. We need to be able to get in touch with that part of us that is that name of God. So, say our zikr was Rahman and Rahim. Uh, repetition, for instance, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. These words mean mercy and compassion. So we have to at simultaneously engender within ourselves an understanding, what is mercy? What is compassion? Can I bring mercy and compassion into my being? Can I feel mercy and compassion towards other beings? Can I understand the nature of mercy and compassion? Do I understand that we were created out of Allah's mercy and compassion? Do we understand that mercy and compassion are divine attributes? And we are attempting to enter into the realm of the divine attributes. In, in doing these meditations and in putting together this intention of becoming that which we repeat over and over, we actually change our consciousness. And that's the point of the meditation to take us from where we were to somewhere else to take us to another space and time to take us out of ourselves as we arrived and to alter us into a higher level of being this intention with zikr is what creates the zikr if this intention doesn't come along with the zikr then you simply have a repetition of words it's like pick a noun uh topeka and say topeka 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 it has no meaning what we're trying to do is not only use a sound that has a meaning, but use a, that meaning to travel through our being and become part of us, to elevate us out of wherever we were before we began the meditation to a higher level of consciousness while we're in the meditation. Many of the names of God will open pathways for us into deeper and deeper understandings of who we truly are. Because who we truly are is a spark of the divine. Who we truly are is a creation of the divine who created us in his image. Well, God has no visible image, but his image are these qualities. So if we are to transcend 
our being, we are going to transcend them it by becoming more divine. And to become more divine, we have to take on the qualities of the divine. At the same time, it needs to be understood that if we harbor non-divine qualities, we can't enter into the divine. The divine has no space for that which is non-divine. Divine is. And if we are to be that, we must be in a state that is compatible with what is divine. And to be in that compatible state, we have to be rid of all of the qualities that we carry that are not divine. So the work is twofold. One, release yourself from all of the negativity that you carry. And secondly, take on the positivity of the divine names. So, we have to learn not to resent. We have to learn not to be jealous. We have to learn not to hate. We have to learn not to have animosity. We have to learn to be rid of these qualities. We may think that these qualities somehow hurt the person that we are aiming them at, but in truth, they are destroying our ability to find the truth within ourselves. They're destroying our ability to become real in Allah, to become real in God. So what we need to do is both. We need to understand the nature of our qualities. We need to be able to do an inventory of them. And we need to be able to rid ourselves of the ones that are detrimental to our being. Not only are they detrimental to our consciousness, they're detrimental to our physical health. They're detrimental to our ability to do things. Our body functions at best when it is in the higher levels of consciousness. Healing takes place within ourselves when we're in the higher levels of consciousness. When we're in the higher levels of consciousness, we are in a communion with truth. And the highest of the Sufi meditations, La ilaha illallah, says essentially, I do not exist, only Allah exists. Well, each of these qualities is a quality of Allah. So if we replace who we are with these qualities, slowly we are being beginning 
to disappear and Allah is beginning to appear within us. So our consciousness ascends from the lower levels of consciousness to the higher levels of consciousness. We change from being an animal to being more than an animal. We see animals and we see the way they act. And they live within the first three levels of consciousness. But this zikr is supposed to be taking us above those levels. At the lower levels, we take. At the higher levels, we give. At the lower levels, we're self-centered. At the higher levels, we've given up our egocentric nature and are able to see more clearly that others are the same as us, that there is no differences between us, that we can intertwine with them, that there is a unified whole in all of this existence, and we're part of it. But that unified whole cannot be seen, understood, or even considered while we are in the midst of things like resentment, jealousy, hatred. One of the words that's used to describe people's lives is attachment. Attachment to what? Attachment to the illusory world as opposed to the unified whole. The illusory world is that which we see with our eyes. The unified whole is described in the Asmal Husna. All of these words come together as one in Allah. There's a unification there. There is a non-duality there. So, as we shift from attachment to illusion to entering into the divine, the area of non-duality, we become someone else. We become different. And what is that difference that we become? We begin to lose our personality. Personalities have resentment. Personalities have hatred. God doesn't have resentment or hatred or any of these kinds of things. When we have individuated our personality and live in the lower depths of our consciousness, these are the things we live as. And we become limited because of these things. And what is it that we're limited to? We're limited to the illusory world. We are caught within the illusory world because we're attached to the illusory world, the world of form. This world of form and this attachment to form is not just the collection of wealth, uh, the collection of things, the collection of, of gold, the collection of jewels within the world. It's also the collection of the qualities that are attached to the illusory world. And the economists uh, used to say that it is a world of limits. And the world is constantly trying to obtain what it can from a base that has limits. So everybody is fighting over 
the quantity of things that are available. And this is what causes the discord in the world. Well, in reality, there's truth to that. We, if we are involved in that fight to grab our share of what's available in the illusory world, we are creating a discord within ourself. Because we don't feel we can get enough. Because we don't feel satisfied with what we have. And what happens then is we become into a certain kind of discordance. We're not at ease with ourselves. We're not at peace because we are in need. And we are in constant need. And when you are in need, you are not a happy camper. When you are in need, you find reasons for why you are unhappy. And usually that blame goes outside. Now that need can be emotional, that need can be physical, that need can be a lot of things. But whatever it is, it keeps you unhappy. And unless you can give up those needs, those desires, and free yourself of them, you will remain attached to the illusory world. And what happens if you are attached to the illusory world, the world of the divine is not available to you. And in the world of the divine, you are constantly on the precipice of new adventures, of new ideas, of new scenarios, of new things happening in your existence. And if you have the courage to dissolve into the qualities that are divine, the fear that you have of new ideas and new situations fades away. You become ready for them because now you know that they're being brought to you by that which is divine to bring you closer to the divine. And this is constantly going to be a new step. And that's why in the final or the ultimate zikr, which is la ilaha illallah, <coughs> we say we do not exist. Only those qualities that are Allah exist. Only that which is the divine exists. And we meld into that which is divine. And when that happens to us, we reach levels of consciousness, levels of understanding, levels of being that are exalted and are beyond what we know in our daily lives. And if we want to know these places, we have to become fearless. Fear is part of the world of attachment. Fear is part of the way we act within the world that we see. But if we want to get into the world that we can't see, we have to let go. Islam means surrender. 
Surrender to what? Surrender to God. And surrender to where He takes you. So, we have to be ready to take that trip. But, we don't know where we're going. Because if we assume we know where we're going, we will be held in the place that we assume. Our imagination will stop us from moving forward. We have to let go of our imagination. Now, if we let go of our imagination, we're in free float. A lot of people don't like that. A lot of people like to be in control. And they believe that if they're in control, they can maneuver where they're going next. Well, you may be able to maneuver where you're going next, but your maneuvering is only going to be in the world of illusion, and that world is a limited world, and your ability to maneuver is incredibly limited. So if you want to find out where it is that you can go beyond these limitations... You have to become love. You have to become mercy. You have to become compassion. And you have to let yourself go in mercy and in love and compassion. And you can't hold on. You can't steer. You have to let it go. And you'll find that you're going to be on a precipice of things that you've never seen or understood before that has never come into your consciousness before. And if you go to that place, you have to have the courage to move along it. And this can become frightening. And for some people who absolutely need control, as soon as this begins to happen to them, they pull back. And in pulling back, you re-enter the illusory world, you re-enter all the world of all of the difficulties that you had that you were trying to escape from. So, the way to escape is to surrender. The way to escape is to give up to to the Lord. You're not going to escape through your conscious ideas of what escaping is. The escape is going to come to you in a whole new tableau, in one that you couldn't imagine. And when you get there, don't be afraid. Let it go. Enter into it. Allow yourself to get into that space of the divine unity and allow yourself to be carried into that space it can happen it can be done this is what we call moving up in consciousness this is an elevated state of being this is a state that doesn't react to the illusory world. This is a state that doesn't react to the things that are material any longer. This is a state that no longer is involved in praise and blame and isn't affected by it. This is a state 
that transcends these things. And if we are going to become truly human, we need to enter into that state. May Allah make it available for all of us. Amen.